We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So despite the Knicks' comeback, the Bucks win it, 112 to 100. Yeah, the Knicks got within, what, four at one time on the rampage. Did not finish. Knicks came all the way back from 24 down, tied the game at 89 in the fourth quarter, but falls short as the Bucks. Twenty-six threes. Well, that was interesting. Um, Knicks lose by a final score of what is the final? One twelve, one twelve ninety-nine, or excuse me, one twelve um, one hundred. Forgot about the OB free throws. Oh my god, what a game! Um, I don't really know where to start, so I'm going to do the best I can here, which is to say one. Kudos to the Knicks bench unit. Um, the Knicks have the best bench in the league. The Knicks have the most exciting bench in the league. Um, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like what we saw in the fourth quarter there from the bench. I mean, Rose hitting pull-up threes, quickly doing what he's doing, Obi doing what he's doing. And obviously, obviously, every point has to have a counterpoint. And the counterpoint to what the Knicks bench did is what the starters did. And the starters were um, – not good tonight. They were bad. Uh, they didn't hit shots. And then worse yet, they let their inability to hit shots and il- inability to um, successfully execute offense in the third quarter impact their defense. And I think there are a lot of uh, places where you could go to for why the Knicks lost this game. I don't care about the, the overturn challenge. That's not, that's not why the Knicks lost this game. Um, the two places I'm going to go to are the third quarter specifically the middle of the third quarter when the Knicks let the lead get from whatever it was nine. It was right around the lead was nine, 10, 12, something like that. And then for like three ish, four possessions in a row, they let go of the rope and they kind of, you could see they kind of gave in on offense and they really gave in on defense. And those three, four possessions in a row made the lead go from 12 to 20 um, or 21, whatever it was. And um, if you're looking for a reason why the Knicks couldn't come back all the way, it's that. Obviously, people will talk about the amount of threes the Bucs hit. The, the Bucs hit 26 of 53s. I don't want to hear it in this specific context. If you're going to play a team like this and you're going to play a player like this, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who I don't need to talk about Giannis's accolades, you need to have a game plan. 
Um, and the game plan that the Knicks had was we are not going to let Giannis beat us. And he didn't beat them. He scored 15 points, and he didn't score anything down low. Uh, the points that he scored were from the free throw line, from uh, long range, um, and from, like, you know, mid-range, whatever it was. They had the game plan. The game plan obviously calls for once you wall off the paint, you you as if your pants are on fire, um, shoot out to the three-point line as much as humanly as quick and, and and with as much ferocity as humanly possible. And in an ideal world, and we saw the bench do this in the fourth quarter, and this is one thing we have not seen the starters do on defense. I I've I've been more than happy to give the starters credit. For, you know, like in the first half, I thought in the first half, the starters made pretty good contests on the threes. I thought they stuck to the game plan. They were making pretty good contests. Um, You know, Pat Connaughton hitting a step back three. I thought they, again, for the most part, like they executed the game plan. But there is a there is a difference between the level of defense when you execute the game plan and when you go after a team like the Knicks reserves did at the end of the third quarter and most of the fourth quarter and at the very end of the fourth quarter after they somehow tied this game uh they finally ran out of gas and that little extra 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 something that was getting them into passing lanes that was getting them out to to really give good contests on the corners they finally ran out and who could blame them they were out there for you know wherever it was since the middle of the third quarter and that little bit, and, you know, give the Bucks credit and specifically give fucking Pat Connaughton credit. Pat Connaughton, like, man, I, I forget what exactly the contract was that the, the Bucks got him on this offseason, but that guy is on one of the best value contracts in the NBA because they don't win the championship without him last year, and they certainly don't win this game uh, without him tonight. He's a, he's a big game player. He can play 30 minutes a night for any team in the NBA, so shout out to Pat Connaughton. Um, but, again, you're fine with the game plan. You're fine with the game plan when it's executed, um, you know, the way it needs to be. And, uh, you know, th- tonight's going to be really tough because everybody's going to want me to shit all over the starters. And they deserve to be shat all over <laughs> from this specific perspective. Um, the other – oh, the other part where the Knicks lost this game on the rebounding. Um, so Bucks had 50 rebounds. Knicks had 37. Bucks had 13 offensive rebounds to the Knicks six. Um, so many of those. And again, I think the Knicks, again, it mostly, you know, starters, first half, second half, decent defense, okay defense, but you got to play for the whole possession. And that includes boxing out. That includes getting rebounds. Yes. Some of the rebounds were long caroms where you're just not going to get to them, but there were other ones that were just effort plays. You, you know, box out, um, you know, being, being your right spot. Um, and it didn't seem to be as big of a problem, again, for the second unit to end the game. Um, so those are the negatives. Um, a lot of positives to take from it. I'm sure there's going to be a mix tonight of people who are uh, who want to be happy about this. I'm sure there are people that are going to be apoplectic about this. Um, last thing I want to say is, again, th- there's going to be criticism of Tibbs, even after a night like tonight, because uh, people are stupid. Um, and that's fine. I mean, stupid people exist everywhere, even in New York. Um, but what, I mean, what do you want him, what do you want him to do? He went with the guys that got him here. Um, Tibbs can't make the shots that Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier were missing for most of this game. Um, we'll talk about Kemba, uh, Fournier's whatever. He had an off night. Kemba's starting to get a little, a little worrisome. Um, but 
yeah, um, he. <laughs> I don't know what you what you want him to do. There, there's absolutely nothing going right for the starting five uh, that that affected their ability to defend. And you know what he did? He took them out of the game and didn't put them back in the game. To me, that's what you're supposed to do as a coach. And then you handle it however you're going to handle it in practice, you know, moving forward. And I don't know, um, you know, what that means long term in terms of starting lineups and this and that. And I'm, again, I'm sure we'll talk about that, too. But uh, I thought, you know, Knicks lost this game for a lot of reasons. I did not think, you know, Tom Thibodeau was one of them. But I'm sure I'm going to get some people that disagree with me because, um, again, I always get people that disagree with me. Okay, let's go to the Super Chat. And as we go through the Super Chat, I will um, sing the appropriate uh, praises uh, of the players that do deserve praise. Um, because there was a lot of good to take from tonight. Hannibal Miles. Horrible call on the challenge. Yeah, I thought it was a bad call. I didn't think it should be overturned. But again, that's like reason number three or four or five as to as to why they lost this game. Um, really took the energy out of the run. I do agree with that. I do agree that it took the energy out of the run. Um, but I'm so proud that we lived and died with the bench. Yeah, me too. Um, it's a great bench. They, they, they make you proud to be a Nick fan, whereas right now the starters um, are not, not making you uh, as proud. Uh, Ryan Huang, four things certain in life, death, taxes, the starters looking bad at a halftime, and the bench saving their asses. Bench tried uh, tired at the end, exciting game. Yeah, I, I just, you know, if you go through the starters one by one, Randall is what he is. I thought Randall, again, I'm sure I'm missing or forgetting a couple plays. I thought Randall's defense was fine. Um, I didn't mind him taking the ISOs he took in the first half because he was hitting a lot of them. I like that he hit some threes. Um, it's to me the the energy level out of the out of the gate in the second half had more to do with you know Ke- Kemba right now is just he, call it like it is. Kemba's not in a great place. Um, he can't really do anything on offense, uh, especially now that his shot has gone away from him. And on defense. You know, that ferocity, that tenacity, that extra burst, that verve, that whatever word you want to use, that we see Emmanuel Quickly and Derek Rose bring time after time after time. Like, Kemba's not doing that. Um, and, like, if you're – because, I, I don't know, because of his size, because of his physical ailments, because of whatever it is, um, he just, I guess, doesn't have that in him. Um I don't know, but it's really hurting them. Um, and, you know, even Fournier, I'm not going to give Fournier a pass. Fournier's offense was was off tonight. And, like, Fournier, again, he's not going to bring that level of fire. Like, you got these guys here to be bonnet, to be really good offensive players. Um, you know, the nice thing about, about Bullock last year was even when his offense was off, he was still bringing it on the other end. Like, these guys are not doing that that much. And – it is really hurting them because Julius Randle and RJ are going to have, you know, off moments. And they, they were not able to save uh, the Knicks with, with good offense in the beginning of the third quarter. And the other guys weren't. And it was a trickle-down effect. Um, and it is what it is. Let's keep going. Uh, Robert Cross, I'll be the guy. How long before Tibbs recognizes Kemba is the third best point guard on the Knicks roster? Hashtag 53 wins. I love that you're staying with the 53 wins. Um I mean, there's no real conversation right now. Kemba's, Kemba is the third best point guard on the team. Um, I just don't know 
I don't know how much rope you give them. Um, it, I, I, I don't have an answer to that question. Uh, you know, um, do I think the Tibbs should stick him on the bench and take him out of the rotation tomorrow? No, I don't. Do I think that the answer is necessarily to um, switch around the starting lineup? I, I don't know that you want to mess with the bench with the best bench unit in the league. That's the other part of it, um, because there is a there is just something special that these guys have going. I just think the answer is the starters have to play better. And that's trite and um, it's probably not terribly satisfying, but like, unless, unless they make a trade, like if this team wants to do what it wants to do and hopefully it it wants to do some things still um, like they're going to need that bench, that bench is important. Um, And I don't know that that shifting around the pieces and just moving your problem someplace else is going to solve it. I think you just have to solve the problem. And the question right now is, can the problem be solved? It's been 12 games. Uh, I'm not ready to, to give up on Kemba Walker quite yet. I'm sure there, there are people that are willing to do that. Uh, I'm not there yet. Uh, forgotten NYC, eighth, four, fourth quarter threes for Drew and Pat is unacceptable. I lost my voice screaming at the TV to stop doubling. Okay, well, then what do you want him to do? You want him to not double, and then you want Giannis to just eat your lunch down low? That's that's fine. That's another way to go. It's It's the way that... The Suns went in the finals, you know, when they lost. Um, I'm wondering how you feel about that um, during the course of the game of the fourth quarter when the Knicks were getting in passing lanes. Because, again, it's not just about the doubling. It's about the doubling and it's about the activity before you double, while you're doubling. That creates turnovers. It leads to splash plays. It leads to energy all this other shit. And then on top of that, when you double and you double effectively and you double smartly and you double and you double with energy, um, you're not necessarily going to give up open threes. And, you know, by the way, a couple of those threes were like, like tip your cap, man. Like the, 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 the backbreaking three I thought was the drew three that uh, I think it was when they were either down by one or they were tied and drew hit a three to put them, put them back up. Like, that was just around a screen. Like, Kemba went over the screen and Drew fired away. That's not a guy who usually fires away with confidence from that distance. He did. That was the real backbreaker. And then from that, that that was the only one I thought in that whole stretch that you could really get mad at. And then in the last three minutes, three to four minutes, whatever it was, is when they started to lose their energy and they weren't getting out on those threes as much. And, oh, by the way, go watch those replays. Like, the contests were decent, you know? Um, they weren't terrible contests by, by the bench there at the end of the game. Look, that's the game plan. And, and as an aside, the Bucks went 26 of 50 from three. That is not something that you were ever going to expect. You can never count on that. I don't care how open the shots are. You can never count on that from an NBA team. And they did, and they still scored only 111 points. If you normalize that, even a bit, if you make it 22 or 23 of 50, all of a sudden you hold the team to hundred points. You should always be able to win that game. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not calling out a game plan. That is a sound game plan. When you're dealing with a guy like that, that can do that kind of special stuff. Um, he's a two-time MVP and a reigning finals MVP. You have to adjust to handle guys of that nature. Um, even if it, if it's not, you know, enjoyable to watch the result of how you adjust. Uh, you pick your poison. It's a pick your poison league, uh, especially when you're playing, you know, the defending champs. Travis Stroud, 
Um, we need to figure out why the starters don't seem to have any heart, and we need to figure it out fast. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's hard. I think it might be more physical with Kemba than anything. I think he might just be str- – I mean, where, where he had – where he was able to drive baseline there, um, it was the last play of his I remember in this game, and he just put up the absolute wildest shot I think I've ever seen Kemba Walker pull up, put up. And it, you know, it bounced off the top of the backboard and then went behind it. I mean, like, and then early in the game where he broke down the guy, you know, off the dribble on three-point line, I was like, hey, great. And then he doesn't even look to shoot the ball. It's a shovel pass to Mitch. He's just playing right now, I don't think, with any confidence. He's probably unsure of himself physically. And when you have a point guard that is doing that and then tries to make up for it by taking shots from the outside and he's not hitting those shots – you know, that's really tough to overcome. And then it, then at that point, the offense trickles down to Julius and, and, and RJ. And I'm going to say it. I think Julius played mostly a pretty good game. I thought he was making, looking to make the right pass um, and, uh, and, and do what he could. You know, I mean, I, God knows I love Taj Gibson more than any human being alive. I would have been, um, I would have been curious to see, what how the game would have looked if he had inserted Julius at the end. I don't think probably would have made a difference. And I'm honestly I'm I think he made the right call. Um Julius for for Taj specifically. Um just to try to give give them a, a fresh set of legs um on offense, on defense even. Uh but then you lose that much more rebounding and and Taj was getting a lot of those rebounds. Kevin Danishevsky uh really took more positives than negatives. Uh I don't even mind the threes because we were flying out to them, I agree, especially quickly. Uh, even though it was the right move, Randall not being in was jarring. Um, yeah, I, I, you read my mind, obviously. Uh, look, I, again, I'll give t- Tibbs all the credit in the world. Um, that's not easy to leave your all-star on the bench. Um, but he did it, and I, I wonder if it was to send a little bit of a message. We have Tibbs coming up post-game, so we'll, we'll hear what he what he has to say. Um, yeah, just a man, really, really interesting game. Uh, okay. What do we got here? Sorry. Oh my gosh. You guys are on fire in the super chat. Okay. Haitian Ferg. These slow starts directly related to a lack of penetration from Kemba. No disagreement whatsoever. That's a great call. That's a great call. And it, I don't know if it's the lack of, it's just the lack their inability to generate solid offense. Um, and you see Kemba, he keeps trying to break guys down and there's just nothing there. Poor shot selection. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't love the shot selection in the first half uh, due to stagnant offense. It all falls on point guard play. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to disagree there. It's a good, good comment. Um, Joe Lacalandra, Joe Lacalandra. Yeah. Do we need to get away from running the offense through Randall every possession? Well, the reason they're running it through Randall is because Kemba is not able to, to do much. Kemba has no rhythm when he's in there, and I can't help but think that's why. All right, we got tips. Yeah, Jones just got in a hole, so got to do better. Oh, he, he's in a talkative mood tonight. <clears throat> Rebounding was a problem, so that that's probably the biggest thing. I thought the game in Milwaukee, we played them five days ago, so you knew they were going to come in with an intensity to them, and 
I think we out-rebounded the game in Milwaukee pretty badly, and they out-rebounded us, and that's really the story of the game. So, um, you know, they they hit some threes, you know, so obviously got to close harder, but uh, they played well, give them credit, and we got to do better. So Rebecca's asking about uh, riding with the bench. Search, you know, so we, once we got the intensity into the game, got some stops, um, shared the ball, got some easy scores, got a good rhythm going. So the bench played well. Yeah, just, you know, we didn't play well. That's That's it. And that's, you know, we got to figure it out. And, you know, right now we're playing well on the road and we're not playing well at home, which is unusual. So, you know, we've got to get that straightened out. Well, we don't want to give up any shots. Just got to figure it out, you know, like the, we got to do better. Uh, that's what I do know. I, you know, it's, you can't, you know, pick and choose what you're going to be good at. The defense, the rebounding, the low turnovers, that has to be consistent. That has to be every night. We got to be able to count on that. Another well, question about the bench unit. Just, you know, how connected they were. And, you know, you're in a hole like that. So the, the urgency came in. And so... Uh, Derek got us going. We got some easy scores. Uh, we knocked down some threes. Made up ground by shooting a three. You know, so we had opportunities to drive the ball, and you know, and we got to share it. We got to, got to spray it out. I really wish they would make up their questions. Yeah, you know, you know what they say. When it's 10 games, you say you need 20. When you get to 20, you say 30. And then when you get to 30, you say 40. And then before you know it, the season's over. So that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's why I love this man. That is why I will defend this man until the day I die. Um, look, you don't think he knows – that they suck right now in a lot of aspects, he knows. And I guarantee you, all, all of you people who are like, Tibbs is, you know, going with the wrong guys, not playing with the right guys, Kemba sucks, they need to move the ball. He knows all this shit. He knows everything. You know, he's not a stupid man. Um, but, and you can see the frustration kind of boiling over there. He wants a better team. He wants a better performance. The task on him is to figure out how to get it, um, you know, without completely – you know, turning over your locker room and, and, and again, losing guys. Cause that's the other part of it. You don't want to lose guys. Um, and, and they don't, they're not, you know, there's, there's no magic answer coming from anywhere. Although I'm sure he wants them to make a trade. Um, front office probably must make a trade too. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Kyle Smith, great fight in the bench, and kudos to Tibbs. I think I read this one already. Um, the Knicks, oh, the Knicks aren't going to play to win a lot of games with the starting backcourt playing like this. Yeah, no, they're not going to win any games with the starting backcourt playing like this. Um, the question is whether the starting backcourt can uh, can be better. And uh, listen, Kemba was better earlier in the year. Uh, Fournier was better earlier in the year. Um, he's been he's been iffy. Wix Salmatellis, uh, thanks for your contribution to the super chat. D Black. Love benching the starters in the fourth. That's some Riley-level accountability. Good on Tibbs. Now find Toppin and IQ more time. I mean, I don't know exactly how many minutes Toppin played tonight. I felt like he played – I actually thought uh, Tibbs left him in in the first half quite a bit. I think he didn't take him out until about the six-minute mark of the second quarter. Um. So – and then, obviously, he closed the game with him. Like, <clears throat> again, I don't envy Tibbs because the guy that – the guy that Obi's playing behind is a, is an all-star and he's an all-NBA player. And again, I personally thought Randall played an okay game. Not a great game. Not Maybe not even a good game. I thought he played okay. Um, and, um, you know, Obi's not – he's not – his ceiling right now defensively, he has the splash plays down and he gives you moments. But his his there's those holes still in his game because he's a second-year player. And there's going to be holes in the, the game of every second-year player on defense. So you're going to have those moments where whether it's the rebounding or, or you know, maybe a miss something here or there. But the difference is he's been making up for it with the splash stuff. And um, God, I really wish I really wish he would he would try to play the two of them together more. But I, I get also why he doesn't, because he just values the rim protection and the solid rebounding so much from his centers. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, Forgotten NYC. Uh, I agree with Wixell. At what point do we stop doubling? Um, I don't think you stop doubling. I think, I think, well, again, let's be very clear here. They doubled because you're playing Giannis and Tedekumpo, who <clears throat> they, especially with Nerlens Noel out, they didn't have anybody who could handle them, you know, one on one. That's why you double. And then, you know, you make your contest. But you heard, I mean, they lost the game because of the rebound. Um, and, and again, you don't, you, what you don't do, I don't think Derek Rose now at the mic, I don't think you divert from the game plan. If in theory it, it could work because eventually it's going to stem the other way. Still trying to process it. Uh, of course, it's, it's hard losing games period, but when you play most, it makes it even harder. Um, but it sucks, man. It really sucks. 
Uh, we gotta be able to learn from our mistakes and um, just come out with a, a better urgency. Asking if they ran out of gas at the very end. I can't put the finger on. I think it um, came from us um, not making shots on the other end, then um, them putting pressure on us by using Giannis and Drew and pick and roll to to swing the ball to the corners. I think they hit like three straight threes in the corner, and um, they was just trying to expose us in, in different ways to make us help and or overhelp and um, spray out for threes. since last year when you play in the meaningful games it helps with your chemistry and um we play off each other you know if quick got it going we're going to play off quick if ab ob whoever it is we're going to play off the other other person and um when you play in that way you're able to get lost on the offensive end where you put so much pressure on them by pushing the ball if they're not communicating somebody's open and that's how we play No, the attempt is cool, but as long as you're contesting them, you're not going to shut or limit guys to what under 30 or 23s. These are people force threes up sometimes, especially when you're dealing with um, great shooting teams. But it's all about contesting the shots. Um, I think the percentage is like 15.8 when you contest in the league and with our whole team knowing that no matter if the guy um, is open or you're right there, you got to jump and contest. And if you mess up, it's um, hard work and effort should uh, make up for whatever mistake you, you've done on that end of the ball with defense. So. Um, I mean, it's the league. You're not going to make everybody miss, but as long as you get an effort, like something should give. Shit, I, I really don't know. I can't put a finger on it. Like I said, it's, it's kind of hard processing it right now. When He's really upset. Like four points away, that's the only thing that's on my mind. You know what I mean? Like being four points with like three or four minutes left. Like, man. Uh, Gotta find a way, you know. But I can't put a finger on that. I love Derrick Rose. Fucking awesome. You know, it's all about having amnesia. Uh, tonight is going to hurt, of course, but normally after you, you look at film and you get a practice in or you get a workout in, um, it's on the back of your mind. Like you're not really thinking about it. And uh, it's in the back of your mind. So 
uh, tomorrow I have to look at film, be able to process and try to correct some of our mistakes. Uh, we got to go into Charlotte with, you know, uh, with a with a de- determination where they're playing great. They, they're a young team. They like to get out and run. They shoot a lot of threes. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah. And we got to be able to withstand their runs because they can put points up on the board. try to ease in, into games where we try to get a feel instead of being the aggressor and and a lot of a lot of times you have to be the aggressor you know let people know that you're there but that's not only like the five starting five that's the bench coming in i think it's like a starting five like nonchalant and we picked it up late but that's everybody like we're not that good to give people points or give them confidence like we got to come out and be the hardest playing team and um we got to learn soon, you know, like, it's not going to keep going, win, loss, win, loss. Like, if we keep going this way, you never know how the outcome may, may be. I mean, he was trying to be nice about it, but. It was the same um, speech they gave us um, before the game, where they're going to come out, they're champs, they're going to come out with um, a different pace to the game. Uh, the way we beat them last time, yeah, it was bad. They felt bad about that. And, you know, the whole spill about that, trying to get prep talk, prep talk guys to play harder. And um, we got to learn something. Right. Um, okay, CT Pittman, patron saying in the Super Chat, my only issue with the starters is that they don't play defense as intensely as the bench guys. Effort comes from within. Completely agree. And, again, I want to just make sure I I key in on this point. They let go of the rope, not only in the third quarter, especially in the middle of the third quarter, but really most of the beginning of the third quarter, um, but also that last minute or two of the the second quarter. Because that that was whatever it was, one-point game, two-point game, and then all of a sudden you go into halftime and it's a a nine-point game. And, again, they let go of the rope there at the end. And the contest, the effort on the contests there was not what you wanted. So between that and the third quarter, and then the complete inability to generate offense, that's where I have a tough time saying the game plan where you double and then try to get back on in the threes was the problem. Because if you don't have those lapses on offense and on defense for a fairly significant stretch of the game, then you're not. We're not sitting here talking about this like this game plan can work it just as ct Pittman recognizes it needs the intensity it's what tibbs said it's it's what rose said like everybody recognizes it it could work it has worked it was working for all the fourth quarter uh hush zoo not of our a fan of our starting line of offense just the same dribble handoffs or iso feels like all our shots are contested um it's so predictable but good news is best bench in the league evan kemba will be okay I, i mean i hope so um like good good lineups come from guys hitting like if you if you don't have I mean this is the same conversation we always have you don't have players that the defense is going to fear and you don't have players that are going to put pressure on the defense like none of the fancy shit like there's I feel like there's this line of thinking and I fall into it too that like you just you know you magically op- pop open the uh, you know the Popovich playbook from the 2015 Spurs 
and then, you know, get guys indoctrinated in that. And then bing, bang, boom, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have a, a beautiful offense. Like that don't, that shit only works if you have great players, um, you know, and, and the Knicks right now, Kemba can't break anybody down. Um, RJ's still not at the point where he's, he's really creating offense. He can sometimes just by brute force, but this is not a good matchup for that. These guys are big. You know, that these RJ can't really get into the paint against these guys. So not a great matchup for RJ. Um, and then Fournier, you know, just when he's missing shots um, and he's not playing with a ton of confidence, which I don't know if he is right now, what are you left with? You left with Julius Randle trying to draw doubles and then make the right read. And I thought, again, I sound like a broken record. I thought for the most part he was doing that pretty well and just wasn't generating much. thought there were a lot of passes he kicked out where guys had the opportunity to shoot and they just didn't shoot. And then when they did shoot, they missed. So, um, yeah, Kevin Danishevsky back uh, for more. Forgot to mention last game, agree 100% on, on tips. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Um, Jeremy Chase, I hate to say this, but Kemba looks like post-hip injury Isaiah Thomas. Oof, that is not what you want. Once that quickness is gone, he's a six-foot guard with no defense. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, too. And uh, But – you know, God knows I don't hesitate from calling people stupid and crazy and overreacting on here. Uh, I will do that when it's warranted. So they're not going to do it right now because we just don't know. We don't we don't know what's left in the tank. And I, I you know, again, I could refer back to the first couple of first handful of games of the season where but but that the only difference then is he was hitting shots. So if he's a guy that just hits shots but and can't break guys down, like then what are you left with? You're still left with kind of the same issues. You're always you're always willing to deal with the defense with Kemba because he was such a dynamic offensive player. Even if he's a spot up shooter and a pretty good one, then I don't know. It raises different questions, and I have to think that the front office is is having some very serious conversations right now in terms of how long is this rope, and if it's too long, are we going to wind up hanging ourselves? Um, Varun, what's going on, Varun? Looking at the bright side, New York Knicks still have all their flexibility to pick and choose from roster and use players' picks to trade for a star. Not the same old Knicks. I don't think it's the same old Knicks. I think they're just like I, t- for me. I'm I'm not. I'm proud of the team. I'm very proud of the team. I I we could quibble with the game plan. We could quibble with you know with like you know a, a guy like you know, Kemba, who's really struggling right now. Like what I, here's the thing that I don't know. And I wish I had the answer for is like, where, um, you know, where, where does the blame lie with the, with the starters? Um, you know, where, where does this, where is the spark going to come from? And I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, and I don't know if it's, I really don't think it's as simple as starting rows because that's the most convenient answer, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is as simple as that. Um, do you start rows and quickly? Oof. That'd be interesting. Rose quickly, RJ, uh, Julius and whoever your center is. And then you have, uh, I don't know, I guess the bench would then be Kemba, Evan, Burks, Obi. I don't know if I like the complexion of that. That's why. I don't know if I love the complexion of any of these. JD, Maxi starts for a top team in the East. So can IQ. Right on point. I didn't even realize that's what this comment was going to say. Yeah, I think quickly could start. Um, 
I don't think he's ready to start point guard. Um, but sure, he could start. Maybe that is the answer. I really don't know. Forgotten NYC. Quick shout out to our young Obadiah Toppin Jr. Man, he's awesome to watch. Uh, I, what's so tough for me, you know, the last, really the whole season, is everybody calling for, you know, Tibbs' head because they want more minutes for Obi. Like, I'm the guy who was leading that leading that charge before the year. I wanted more minutes for Obi more than anyone. I still want more minutes for Obi more than anyone. But I also don't envy the position Tibbs is in. And, like, I know there's – obviously there's people in the chat and whatever watching, listening, um, that are annoyed with the fact that I'm a Tibbs apologist. You know, and, again, I would just recommend you listen to the intro to, to today's podcast. Um, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. There's a reason why – um, I have the deference that I do to someone who has gotten to this point in their profession um, and earned it. And uh, apologies that I don't instead favor the opinion of, of somebody uh, sitting and, and watching from their couch. Um, you know, I, I watch from my couch and I am the first person to be like, I don't fucking know a, a hundredth of what that man does. Um, so, you know, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm, I'm singling myself out and being like, Oh, I know, but you don't, I don't fucking know. He knows. It's just, you know, you need the players. Um, court dog media has to stop citing last season's three point defense. That was so good. Knicks led the league and opponent missed threes, uh, open missed threes last year. Perimeter D getting lucky. How many career three point games are giving up this year? Um, here's, here's the thing that I always go to with that. I think, yes, there was some luck. Of course there was some luck. But at the same time, you don't finish first without there being something to it. And I think the thing that there was to it is teams never got comfortable playing us. And the reason uh, teams never got comfortable playing us is because pretty much for 48 minutes, the guys were flying around. And right now, only the bench is flying around. And the starters are not flying around with that same level of intensity. I will continue to believe this defense could work. Um, And I I just, again, maybe there needs to be a personnel change. Um, And again, I think it was, to be very clear, it was um, exponentially worse tonight or more obvious tonight or whatever you want to say tonight because of who they were guarding and the specific game plan. And again, we're talking again. They lose this game because of defense. They lost this game because they couldn't fucking. They had forty six points in the middle of the third quarter. Let's let's recognize that for a sec, guys. Zach Pakernoy, interesting name. Uh, Andrew, by the way, let me know if I missed uh, one. Um, shoot me a shoot me a text. Hopefully, Tibbs sticking with the bench in the fourth is the kick in the ass the starters need. Um, I think they need to run more high pick and roll for Kemba maybe high pick and roll gets them going. Um, it's worth a shot. Um, sure. That's fair. Uh, Ryan back for more. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Wang would love to see the starting offense, try to get more guys involved each possession than one or two. Uh, we have four people on the floor who can make a play off the dribble. Don't think we're exploiting it. Uh, yeah, very, another very fair point. Um, as much as one theory is that Randall is the guy who is easiest to, to, to bring two to the ball, um, 
yeah, I think getting other guys involved more is, is absolutely valid. Um, and I don't know exactly how that looks. As you guys know, I am certainly not an X's and O's guy, but I think it's very valid and I would love to see them try anything at this point because right now the offense is in a slump. Um, C.D. Pittman back for more. I'll be at the game versus the Hornets on Friday night. Congratulations. Very nice. Um, Hornets are not good defensively. They are, in fact, the worst offense – or, excuse me, they are the worst defense in the league. They are not the worst offense in the league. They're pretty good offense. Um, as you say, giddy up. Yeah, I don't know about this matchup. I'm actually a little worried about this matchup. I think I mentioned on on the podcast with Jeremy because I really don't know that – what the problems are with our offense right now is what opposing teams are doing to the Knicks. I think the problems with the offense are the, the offense's own problems. So I wonder just because they're facing a, a, a shitty Hornets defense, is that necessarily going to get them going? I don't know. Uh, James Cassily, it's time to start quickly. Defense very improved. I, I can't, again, I can't disagree with that right now. I, I, I do think still 12 games, maybe a little soon. Um, Although I'll say this, I wonder, you know, this is one of those situations like, God, probably getting ahead of myself here. Like if they, if they shut Kemba, like put it, like they're not going to move Kemba out of the rotation. They're going to trade him and they're going to come up with an injury. Um, If they came up with an injury and they're like, you know, and he was out for a while. I wonder how it would look if they shortened the rotation and they started quickly, but they played quickly, like, some crazy number of minutes. They played quickly in rows, both of them like 30 minutes. Um, maybe got Grimes a little bit in there too. I don't know. I wonder what quickly alone in the starting five would, how different it would look. But again, Quickly's not a point guard. I shouldn't say that. Quickly's not, I don't think quickly is ready to run point as a starter for an NBA team. He could very well be a point guard. And maybe if he's given the opportunity to run the offense, um, I would, I would eat my words. God knows of anyone on the team that could make me do it. It's him. I fucking love that kid. Jeremy E., on your point earlier, if Obi actually does reach his potential and rounds out his game, does that, how does that play out for Randall? I mean, I have somebody in my my DMs, I think I read it on the on the pod, who, who wants us to to bench Randall and start Obi. Um, I, I still don't know what Obi's ceiling is. Um, I mean, Julius Randall, you know, the, the, next, the next double that Obi draws in the NBA will be his first. Um, he's not someone who generates offense. He's someone that is right now, mostly an opportunist and he is a beautiful opportunist and what an opportunist he is. Um, but he is an opportunist for the most part. Um, you know, he's never had a defense gear up to stop him. Whereas defenses gear up to stop Julius Randle, literally every minute he's on the floor and every possession of the game. So, you know, we haven't seen – we still haven't seen Obi try to be the Obi that he was in college, the guy that they obviously ran the offense through and they would dump it down and he'd draw doubles and this and that and the other thing. I'm as curious to see what that would look like as anyone. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I know this. I know I want to trade him. And I know that that, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense because, if you know, Randall's – so what are you gonna do? You gonna trade Randall? I don't want to trade Randall either. I I don't I don't have a great answer right now, um, and I apologize for that. I don't have a great answer, um, other than you know play them together for ten to fifteen minutes a game. But you know, well, I don't know if he's ready if they're ready for that on defense yet. Um, Anthony, maybe if they had a great defensive point guard, 
how would all this change if they had like Dejounte Murray? Put Dejounte Murray at point, throw RJ out there, and maybe get one more really good wing defender. I bet you you could survive for a while there with Randall and Obi at the at the as the four and the five. Uh, Anthony Sixto theory Tibbs has the starters chug milk at halftime, which causes the slow third quarters. Uh, serious question: What are your thoughts on the most important matchups coming up uh, in the next couple weeks? Uh, okay, I'll go away from the Zoom for a second. Uh, the most important matchups in the next couple weeks. Um, how the hell do I get to my, I hate that I can't navigate a goddamn camera. Um, off the top of my head, I think they need to win the games that they're supposed to win. I think they play the Rockets and the Magic. Those are must win games. Um, like again, I've always, I've always circled that 16 game mark. I want to have at least 10 wins, be 10 and six. And that's a little harder now. That means now they need to go, I believe, uh, three and two to get there. Oh, yeah, quickly at the, the mic. Um, I also think they need to win that Pacers game. Don't lose to the Pacers again. Okay, here we go. Oh, one more from C.T. Pittman. Um, if we shore up the defense and the guys got back to shooting confidently, i.e. Fournier, I think we'll be okay. Is that too optimistic? No, I don't think it's too optimistic. I think we're just – you're worried about um, um, our chemistry is really high. Um, Kemba you know, physically. We have the same second unit since last year, so thank you, uh, Andrew. That's two years, a full summer of being together. Uh, so we know we, you know, like where we like the ball. Our defensive connection is really is really high. So um, we just, you know, we have a lot of chemistry together. <clears throat> Um, Milwaukee's a really good team. You know, uh, we know we got to fight every time we play them. We know it's going to be a dog fight. Uh, but really, no matter who we play, if we down, you know, we, we always got that belief that we can come back. Uh, I feel like we did our guys, you know, fought really hard tonight. You know, we just couldn't get over the hump. So, uh, just got to get ready for the next one. Uh, I have no idea. Um, just how it is sometimes, you know. Uh, like I like I always say, though, it's a long season. It's just a small sample size of what's going to be in an 82-game season. So it's really too early to, you know, put any explanations on if we're a home team or a road team. So. No, I try to do the same thing day in and day out, which is, you know, uh, trust God, read my Bible, uh, make sure that I'm working hard on my craft. Uh, my teammates are finding me in great spots. They have been finding me in great spots. The ball just wasn't going in the hoop. So uh, nothing changes for me. Try to do the same thing day in and day out and just trust in my work and trust God. He's been playing great all year. Just wasn't hitting shots. Say that one more time. Um, he's asking about a question about the early third. Our, our bench unit just and our starters were doing, they were doing they were doing good. Uh, our energy wasn't as high as it needed to be, and sometimes our starters lift us up when our bench is not doing good. So that's why you have a team, uh, so everybody can pick each other up. Uh, and we just try to be there for the starters tonight, and I'm sure the starters will bring it, you know, against Charlotte. So uh, that's what the team is for. When they got it, you know, we got to bring it. When, when we don't bring it, they bring it. So uh, that's what the team is for. Yeah. 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 
Doubting quickly, that was fun. Um, Stephen Cordero, and, and then I'm actually going to give a better answer to the schedule question. Um, Kemba shot 50 percent um, in the fir- in his first six games, um, but 31 percent in his next five. Some question of Kemba's toast, but doesn't happen that fast. The issue I think is that the the defense has obviously been been poor for. I mean, he's never been a great defensive player, but it's been really poor, more, more poor, poorer for the last several years. Um, so then it's like, what do you need to do on offense to justify playing a guy who gives you that defense? And then we, even when he was shooting it well in those first six games, it was, mo- it was, he wasn't really, he wasn't penetrating. It was all perimeter stuff. And that was, and that's the only doubt I have about trying to get him in more pick and roll. Like, you could get Kemba in pick and roll. You could get him into the lane, but he still needs to do something once he gets there. And I think right now defenses just don't fear Kemba Walker in the paint. And I'm not sure he's given them any reason to fear them in the paint. So if you have a guy who is essentially a non-entity on defense and a non-penetrator, and he's going to occasionally slump, I'm I'm sure the shooting will bounce back. But even assuming, assuming the shooting does bounce back, does that make up the difference? And what level of shooting does it have to be? You know, because like, and that's a really tough, it's a tough question. And I don't, I don't like where it's going, but um, anyway, game. So we got Hornets, Pacers, Magic, Rockets, and then Bulls, Lakers, Suns, Hawks. Um Oh, so sorry, I misspoke. They don't have to go three and one to start off ten and six after the Magic sixteen games mark. Sorry, they don't have to go three and two. They only have four games until then. They have to go three and one. So that means they have to beat three of the Hornets, the Pacers, the Magic, and the Rockets. Um, so yeah, I think they got to win one of the next two games and then take care of business against the Magic and then take care of business against the Rockets. Start six. Start. Um, what does that make them? 10 and six. And then I don't care if they're 500 for a while. And then maybe hopefully you go on a run late in the season, start three games over 500 after the first 16, stay 500 for as long as you need to try to get three more games over 500 over the last stretch of the season. Finish with 46, 47 wins, 46, 47 wins. Um, I told you before the season, I thought they'd be a 47 win team. I would sign for 47 in a heartbeat. Um, 
Kevin Danishevsky, would you try to play Obi at the three? Is that crazy? You know, it's funny. I wrote a newsletter on that before the season uh, at the behest of, of uh, my good buddy, Ray Marcano. Um, I don't think it's completely insane, but I don't know. Is that where, where I don't know that is that the answer right now? Um, but we'll, 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 we'll see, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Man, something about these games always end up losing my voice. Uh, we got a couple more, uh, and then I'll get out of here. Uh, PKNY, still in Switzerland. Kevin needs more shots, broke down people. Fine today. Kevin needs more shots, broke down people. Fine today. He's deferring too much, and he's used to taking 25 shots a game, can't get in a rhythm. Okay, I got you. Um, again, even I, I – Maybe we're we're I'm missing it. I I don't I don't see him breaking guys down like the Kemba that we used to see. I just feel like we've seen too many possessions where he's trying to put the moves on, and the moves aren't there. And then you know, and it's really stark when you compare him to a guy like Derrick Rose, who fucking Derrick Rose. I really don't think there are ten guards in the NBA who get into the paint like Derrick Rose does. Um, he's just unbelievable. And now that the three-point shot is there, I mean, it really just makes him an unguardable player. Um, and even quickly, quickly, give him a lot, give a lot of credit to quickly. Um, you know, quickly, we've seen this over the last couple of games, really taking his time, maybe pulling it back out if he needs to, but getting, getting downhill and really working at working the backboard and getting those nice looks to drop off the backboard. I mean, God, amazing that this guy's a second-year player. I can't wait to see where Emmanuel quickly goes with his career. Don Cappuccini, thank God we won Monday night. It takes away some bad taste. I agree. Uh, I was concerned Mitch was being rushed back. He wasn't right most of the night. I completely agree with that. There was a play in particular where he – who was it? It was Drew Holiday. Um, drove in for something, and, like, Mitch just didn't really contest. And I'm like, man, that's still something's a little off. Or maybe I'm imagining that. There was definitely a play, though. I wrote it down. Um, in spite of our bench, if Kemba and Mitch can't turn it around, I don't even want to go there. I, I'm not worried. I mean, Mitch, God, I don't even know how to have a conversation about Mitch at this point. I, I Is he right physically? I don't know. Is he ever going to be right completely physically because he always has an injury here or there? I don't know. All I know is every every time I, I go on here and I'm like, extend Mitch. You could extend him. You could feel good about extending him. It feels like a week later, I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? I'm an idiot. Because um, it's just the inconsistency is 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 there. The inconsistency is there. Um, okay. Greg film stuff. I think this is okay. Sup, J-Mac? What's going on, Greg? I produce a basketball podcast called The NBA Exchange. We would love to have you on one day to talk KFS next to the NBA. Absolutely. Um, shoot me a shoot me a DM for the contribution to the super chat. And then finally, um, question from the super chat, and Andrew follows it up with "Don't explode." Um, is this version of Kemba worse than Elf? At least he puts some pressure on the rim and somewhat defended. Um, you know, I'm not going to explode because it's, again, the way Kemba played tonight and the way Kemba's been playing the last couple games, it's just, you know, this isn't great. Um, I will say this for, for Peyton. Peyton putting pressure on the rim 
and being able to dribble drive his way into the paint more or less whenever he wanted. And he was always very good at that. Was important. And when he was actually making passes on those drives, I mean, it really did help out the Knicks a lot. It almost made up for what he didn't do as a shooter. Um, But even when he took the bad shots, you know, you got your occasional offensive rebounds. It kind of threw – it threw defenses off. off. Um, But, like, the fact that I even have to answer a question and I have to acknowledge the question and that I can't explode at a question like that, I still think Kemba's better. But, like, the fact that we're even at that point after 12 games lets you know, you know, how worrisome things are. Um, just because again, this isn't meant to disparage Kemba Walker. We just, we just don't know where he's at physically. Um, I hope he's okay. And I hope as I think it was CT Pittman who implied earlier that it is as simple as, um, just adjusting to a different role and not being able to take all the shots in the world and all that stuff. And, but if, but even if that's the case, do you continue to wait for him to adjust? Do you let him take 20 shots in a game? Like I, I don't know that there's any easy answers right now. And um, it is definitely the first time this season where I feel like I, I, I think I said it on a recent podcast and this is the last thing I'll say, um, you know, I, I didn't see any systemic issues with this team in terms of that they couldn't overcome. It, you know, Kemba needs to be right. Um, if Kemba's not right, and this is what Kemba is, I'm not sure where they go with that other than to make some changes to the starting lineup. And then again, it it, it, it bodes the, gives you the question. Well, then what do you what do you do with him? And I don't really have a great answer for that. I hope he's I hope he's fine. I hope we're all overreacting. I hope I will. Um, look back on this and uh, laugh at myself and all of us for questioning whether or not Kemba Walker is, um, you know, has anything left. I don't know how this turned into like a referendum on Kemba, Um, but it did. Um, You never know which way these things are going to go. All right. Uh, Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, Wow. It took it almost an hour. Let's get it to the full hour. Here we go. 57, 58, 59, an hour. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to uh, hit the like button if you enjoyed um, me attempting to make sense of this team and this game. And if you're listening, of course, on the um, on your podcast, um, feel free to uh, rate, review, and uh, if you're not already, subscribe. Uh, all right. See everybody later, and hope everybody has a good end to their week. 